What's up, Internet? Welcome back to this week's episode of We Watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This week, we are here to episode uh, to episode to review episode three of the show, Power Broker. Uh, and, you know, we're going to be going full spoilers and all that stuff. So if you haven't seen the episode, here's your chance to jump out. Um, so let's dive right into this one. Right. Um, I think uh, in episode three. It felt good for me, I thought, that we were kind of already in the mix of the action. This was one of the first ones that I didn't... I didn't feel like... Um, I didn't feel like things needed as much time to, to breathe because we're already in the thick of it and the last episode ended on what I thought was a pretty satisfying cliffhanger. Um, so I, I thought it was great this week that it felt like we picked things up a little bit more um marco it's been you i don't think you've yeah it's been been on this at all yet right you haven't gotten to no. share your thoughts on the show at all yet so yeah um how did you feel about about this episode but also i guess what's your what's been your kind of ride with the whole series so far so i got a chance to kind of just like binge through episode three um and i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it more than i thought i would i yeah. feel like i was one of those people that uh, had said you know i'm not really in in the mood for just kind of action and and the spy stuff but i think i've been enjoying it more than i i I, i'm definitely enjoying it more than i thought i would and i think that has a lot to do with the way that they've been exploring bucky with the way that uh the new captain america has been incorporated which by the way shout out to the new captain america uh i really dig dig that character and um like as a guy or as a as a actor in the story like the character wow all right that's yeah. interesting <laughs> shout, out, shout out to captain america phil was literally just lambasting him all last episode so <laughs> i guess my i'm not favorite, surprised my man's favorite character swamp thing what do you expect they're the same character <laughs> sure. um and uh, and the action hasn't has been presented in pretty sizable chunks so it doesn't feel like it's overwhelming me which i think was my worry was you know we're just gonna get that beat over and over again but it hasn't been that and and i think that's been nice for me uh, at least to be able to watch it and enjoy it and yeah i mean i'm i'm vibing i'm I'm definitely digging this episode i think was good especially with the incorporation of zemo and how he sort of joined the the ragtag team which is always a fun story um yeah I'm, i'm digging it how about you cal How'd you feel about this one? You've been a little cooler on this show overall. Yeah, and I don't particularly feel like that has changed with this episode. This one, I think, was the better one of what we've seen. Um, and it, it that may very well be because, like you said, we, we've established the groundwork we need. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I, similar to what Marco said, really enjoyed Zemo getting into the mix. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was less high on sharon um she didn't i don't know she, there's something about her that didn't that felt off and i wasn't so for it i don't know who that was so okay we'll dive into that in a second because i have some thoughts on that too um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i I'm, I'm with you guys um i i i really thought that uh that the zemo injection was welcome in this episode because like i i like the sam uh, Bucky dynamic, but I thought that Zemo added like some real, um, 
I don't know, like, I don't want to say tension, but I guess it's like, he he's such a wild card character, right? Because obviously right now they're, all of their goals align, so they're working together. But, you know, it's it's not, it's not going to be a surprise if he betrays them, right? If he does end up eventually kind of like trying to split off and not go back to jail. I think we all know that that's going to happen. Um, go ahead. I was, uh, since we're on the subject of Zemo and we're in spoilers, I was a little confused as to like his reasoning for killing the evil scientist. So well, the, the serum, cause he was, yeah. he created the serum and that's Is just that like, his, that's yeah. just his bag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. Cause the, the whole conceit of why they're working together and why Bucky feels like they can trust him at least as far as, you know, completing this assignment um, is because Zemo's whole thing is being anti the super soldier, uh, soldier serum and like not wanting there to be superheroes, right? Because right. okay, that led to the destruction of his his country and his you know his royal family. Um, so yeah, and the the scientist had pointed out he was the first person to be able to synthesize the super soldier serum since it was created. Um, right. So destroying him, you know. Once they, if they get rid of all the rest of these soldiers, then they're back to square one. And he's, you know, his mission lives to see another day. Um, yeah, Jess and I were, we had this um, little thought experiment that I, I would like to share. Okay. What if, what if throughout the, the, this show, we found out that every Marvel character in some form or fashion was injected with Cap's super soldier serum, and that's how they got their powers, and that's what the MCU is based built on. Iron Man, yep, super soldier <laughs> serum. That's why he's so damn smart. Wanda, you know it. Magic serum. Vision flowing through his veins, buddy. <laughs> Thanos, alien super soldier serum. You know it. <laughs> it is. It is so funny because, like, obviously. You, you get why the super soldier serum is important, right? And how it could easily uh, escalate to being, like, a really serious situation if it fell into the wrong hands or even the American government's hands, which I would call are the wrong hands. The wrong hands. Sure. Um, it is kind of funny, though, when, when you think about, like, how wrapped up in it so many people are when it's like, bro, there's, like, 90 superheroes now. Like, why does this yep. matter that much? Yep. I've always thought that was kind of funny in the comics. And, like, I think the MCU's gotten to that point where it's like, what about that spider kid? There's, like, a lot of other ways to get superpowers, man. Like, <laughs> Super soldier serum, baby. <laughs> Super spider serum. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, so... So let's we'll we'll pull on the the Sharon thread real quick before I guess we get into the main crux of things. So Marco, you said you didn't you didn't recognize her. No. So uh, you don't recall her from Civil War at all. I don't. You don't recall her from Winter Soldier. Nope. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> you don't recall her from her aunt Peggy Carter. Nope. Give me three more. Okay. Go. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit i get all the examples <laughs> you don't recall her from the book captain america the winter soldier who you don't recall her you're telling me from the trailers of the Falcon <laughs> and the winter soldier no you are sitting there right in there. new york city right. telling me right now that you do not recognize her from Avengers Infinity War. 
Oh, that's the one. Okay. Nailed it. So anyway, we get there. Uh, Sharon Carter is, you know, Peggy Carter, Cap's original love interest, right? This is her granddaughter who yeah. was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And in Civil War, she's the one who steals the S.H.I.E.L.D. and Falcon's gear for Cap and Sam when they go on the run to go and try and, um, you know, clear Bucky's name. And, oh, I remember that. Right. Not, yeah, we should have started with that. I don't. And since I then... I couldn't. I don't remember. <laughs> and since then, right? So this is the first time we've seen this character in a long time. Um, and we find out that since then, she's been, uh, you know, fleeing from the U.S. government, right? Yeah, she's been in Madripoor. Um, right, and that's why she's in Madripoor, uh, where, where this whole episode goes down. Um, which was interesting because I think uh, this episode... This episode was trying to tell a line that I have been kind of talking about through all these reviews that I'm concerned with, which is that, you know, I think Sharon is an example of a, of a character, right, who who did the right thing and was essentially just, like, forgotten about, right? And, like, none of the Avengers ever came through for her. The U.S. government didn't pardon her, even though what she did was not bad and whatever, right? She's still a fugitive, and I think that speaks to this kind of thread that they're trying to weave here where that it's like the U.S. government is fucked up, right? And that, like, they are not always on the right side and that there there's a lot of bad being done in the name of quote-unquote good, um, which is fine. But then you juxtapose it with our antagonists, right, who are, again, and I, I, we really are starting to get to the thing that I feel like I've been harping on where they're this ant- – they're this – quote-unquote anarchist group and they're you know refugees and they're you know all of these kinds of often misrepresented or misunderstood groups in media or in the real world and they're tying them up with this like one world one people ideology and then now all of a sudden like they're very much terrorists right and like they yeah they hit that this episode right like that they jumped that shark where up until now, it's been kind of, like, murky, right? Of, like, well, what they're doing is wrong, and the super soldier serum's dangerous, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, they are trying to help refugees. So, like, they're, like, complicated bad guys, right? And then in this episode, their leader just fucking kills a bunch of people. And when her, you know, right-hand man or whatever is like, whoa, like, there's a bunch of people in there. She's like, well, violence is the only language they understand, so the, so we're violent now. And it's like... yep. It's A, it was so predictable, and B, it's like, I feel like we're immediately veering into the fucking shit I was worried about, where mm-hmm. this is going to end up being, a, you know, um, the institutions are bad, but the people are good of the American government and military, yep. but, you know, these anarchist groups, even if their means were good, the ends didn't justify it, you know, and, and blah, 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 and it's just like... I really don't want to see this just fall into the military propaganda, you know, side of of what happens in the MCU sometimes, you know, and like it's flirted with that a little bit, but it's I felt like it did a pretty good job of balancing it. And then this I totally agree, Kale. I felt like that was such a jump the shark moment for me. Well, it, was it in this episode where she mentions that uh, things were better before? Yeah, when... I mean, like that's like their whole thing. Right. OK. okay, okay. And I and I, I that also didn't make any sense, frankly, because, and it could just be that this is 
you know, sloppy writing or it's supposed to be that they're scapegoating people and, like, that's the problem with extremism and blah, 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 blah. But, like, she's like, oh, when all those people came back and we ended up on the streets. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why did that happen? Like, you need to explain why people coming back led to displacement of people. Why are there refugees because all of a sudden people came back? There used to be this number of people. You know, and I don't know, maybe the argument is that a bunch of people came back and then people who used to be displaced and then weren't are again and whatever, but that hasn't been explained and it's not clear to me at all right now. So I just feel like it feels flimsy. It feels like a super flimsy framing device for uh, a terrorist group. Well, I thought I it think, is... Sorry. I think when you look at it, like with the, the, the commercial that they put out uh, at the very beginning of this episode, right? You, you had this half the population was gone for five straight years. You know, people in jobs of all sorts, people in families of all sorts, assumed dead. New people are going to come in and take those jobs, take those homes, take those positions. You know, people are going to remarry. People are going to, you know, they're going to have to... They move on. And, and, you know, they're going to have to empty uh, cemeteries now because, you know, so many people have, you know, gravestones or whatever the i think the the thing is like the world was able to move on and then these people came back so i think some of the assumption is or what we're supposed to infer is that that created an upset for for both sides mm. i know, i people who people who had positions of power and were blipped came back yeah and mm. got that back and you know i took it as an extension of the um of the thanos stuff because that was his whole thing was that it'll be a better world because half the people will be there you don't like less need for sharing resources etc yeah i i saw it as that continuation so for me the um, it didn't feel as like dissonant to for the the reasoning necessarily i just feel like some people would have subscribed to that sort of thinking because of what the like the events and you know that's that's fair to say um i guess it's just all of those things adding up to it feeling like i just don't like this i don't like this group like i don't feel like they're good antagonists and i feel like the way they're being portrayed is like too muddy you know, and, like, uh, I think it was last week we made the comparison of, uh, like, Killmonger, right? Yeah. Where, like, I think Killmonger is a great villain. And he is a character who has this, you know, ideology. And, Kill, you made the example of Thanos is the same way, right? Like, they have an ideology that makes sense and that, like, you can, you can uh, intellectualize to yourself. And, like... I might not agree with it. I might think that it's bad, but or that, you know, the way that they're going about it is bad, but like you can get where they're coming from. And it's not to say that I can't understand what you guys just laid out. I just feel like they're asking us to do a lot of inferring about yeah. who they are mm-hmm. and what they okay. feel rather than actually showing me that. Sure. And making yeah. me like believe it and care, right? And like it, it's especially tough where it's like up until right now, 
right? Like, what were they doing? They're, like, stealing stuff and whatever, and they're feeding yeah. refugees, whatever, right? And then now, all of a sudden, they just murder a bunch of people for no reason. And that's well, to justify the fact that they're the bad guys so that the good guys can go beat them and not feel and bad about it. Even to a certain extent, like, the drama with Sam and his sister, you know, and their their financial troubles, like... That's not a future post blip problem. That's a now problem, you know, like that's not different. And that, that structure that has that in place, it's not different because people got blipped. It's, it's different because, you know, they're in a poor industry and unfortunately they're people of color and that doesn't look great, you know? Yeah, so I, I, I do get what you mean where it's just like I feel like we're juggling a lot of ideas and not all of them are being explored with equal care or tact. And that is feeling frustrating to me because like there are there are moments that I feel like feel really good and land really well. And then there are others that feel really clumsy and really easy to pick apart with just a little bit of scrutiny. And, like, it's it's not necessarily enough for me to, like, you know, to be out. Like, I'm still enjoying the series. I'm sure I'm coming off very negative. Um, it's just, like, I think that's why I feel that way. Because when you have moments like the bank and that plays really well and feels like a strong character moment and, like, you know, it's saying something without, you know, having to scream it at you. Um some of this other stuff just feels clumsy and feels like it feels to me contrived in the same way that like the third act of wonder woman does where you have two acts of yeah. a movie. That's good. That feels like it's telling a specific story. And then it's like, here's some contrived bullshit so that we can get to this thing that we know we want to do later or that we need to do because it's a big budget superhero movie and there needs to be a fight. And like, this feels like we don't have a villain, so we need to manufacture one. So, here. It's a story about the military. It better be terrorists. And it's like this faceless, you know, yeah. organization that the the leader has a name and everybody else is just whoever. And, you know, it just, it's just like, I don't know, dude. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't give, it doesn't give them someone to go up against who feels like they matter. The, um, when they, when they were doing the recap, I happened to look down and then I heard them say something about Carly somebody and I looked up and she was on the screen and I went, oh, I'm glad she was on the screen because I don't know who the fuck Carly is and why that shitty name is in this show. That's funny. Yeah, and we, we talked about that last week, right? It's like it's Carly, Carly, whatever. I forget the last name, but like the original flag smasher is Carl. Morgenthau. Morgenthau, yeah. Um. So, you know, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's not... I feel like it's touching on some of these social issues in, in ways that feel really clumsy and, like, are not as thought out as they should be. Um, and I've seen some criticism of some of the stuff that even, you know, we've responded well to um, that I don't think is, is off base, you know. Um, so, I don't know. Like, as much as I feel like it's it's juggling a lot of things that I'm interested in, I am worried that we're ramping up to what I was initially concerned about, you know? I mean, we are. It's a Marvel film. Yeah. Basically. Like, 
Uh, how did you guys feel about Madripoor? Oh, I loved it. I loved the portrayal of it. Yeah. 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 Super cool. Definitely not like the Marauder. Like, like in the Marauders book, it's obviously like super, uh, like a really poor uh, Pacific Ocean sort of city. But here it was like a, it felt like um when uh, I think when in Black Panther, they go to Korea and it's just like yeah. this like yeah. super like semi-futuristic nightlife um bright colors or like um, dug the vibe i just watched uh guardians of the galaxy again recently like i've been rewatching the oh, mcu sorry. stuff and um <laughs> and uh it reminds me when they go to nowhere you know the, yeah uh, the, yeah the yeah celestial head. i yeah i described it to to jess as um the red light district of amsterdam meets ibiza Ebitha. 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 What is that? Uh, it's like the huge like party. Like Pitbull goes there and has and, like, like, some massive stuff. island okay, cool. concerts. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think it conveyed that really well of like yeah. it, you when they did like kind of the establishing shots of like people partying, but then also there's like all these drug lords and people with guns and money and like it it, it very much I think established that kind of like seedy criminal you know uh hive of scum and villainy type vibe and <laughs> yeah i dug that yeah i i like that um that they made that distinction for like the high and the low which is pretty cool too because it, it sort of like builds it out a little bit more and with sharon living in the high and you get to see like the way that she's made a life there which is cool because it, it um i think one of the things that we always mention is like how to make a world feel lived in and outside of just presenting you with people there like she's she's been there she's set up a life she has and a I thought business that was, right yeah. I thought that, was, that was a cool way to also explore her character yeah and and similarly um to build off that point you made about kind of the world building like i like how it kind of gives you an, an, an immediate idea right of like okay so the low town is like more like you know like thugs you know like 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 mercenaries and mm -hmm. you know uh assassins and bounty hunters and you know those kind of like more rough and tumble people whereas like the uptown like she's a you know she's a art broker she's an yeah. uptown girl yeah. yeah absolutely um so i think that's interesting right like that it's like oh this is like a hotbed of crime but like the different kinds of there's like a class system even among the criminals you know like that's kind of interesting and she's living in a downtown world. She was. She was hanging out there. <laughs> that was something I did think was kind of funny, the way that they just kind of, like, run into her. And she's like, yeah, remember me? And they're like, oh, fuck, right. <laughs> like, I, to me, like, it, it felt the same as, like, when Sam and Bucky get together. Um, it j very sort of, frankly, unceremonious. It just happens, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that one I can sort of excuse because Bucky had been ignoring him mm -hmm. and Sam did this huge thing. So, of course, Bucky's going to go where Sam is. But just the way he just shows up and they just start talking as though they've been – like, it, like they'd been talking in a previous scene and we're just moving through this hangar. It was, it was, just, it was very – I don't know, it wasn't jarring, but it was like, oh – Okay, I guess we're here now. Yeah, and I I agree with you about like how with Bucky it feels more earned, 
with this, it kind of just felt like, oh, that's convenient that she happened to figure out yeah. that they were there and followed them and saved mm. them. And then now she's just there helping them out. And it's also like, why would she go and help them out? Because she's mad at them, but maybe she's not. And it's just like, it's just a lot of stuff, again, that feels like we need to get them together. How does that happen? Yeah, Rather yeah. than this is a natural beat. Because like, I think even the Zemo thing feels more natural, right? Because it's like the line from we have no leads to we go and get Zemo to help us. It's like, okay, sure. I buy that. Yeah. This kind of just is like, oh, all right. Yeah. That's where she's been. Got it. <laughs> and like, why didn't Sam or Cap or anyone think to do anything about this before now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it seems strange for sure. How, uh, how did you guys like the introduction to Zemo? In this episode, you, like, his escape and everything. Oh yeah, I thought it was. I thought that was one of the better parts of the episode. Um, yeah, it was fun. I yeah. really, really. I forget the the actor um, who, who plays Zemo, but I really like his portrayal of Zemo. Um, and I feel like he feels like a character that has a lot of depth. You know. Yeah. Um, and I I appreciate that. Like I like that he. Um, you know, like he. He gets how to read a room and yeah. and and like play people in a way that doesn't feel super manipulative and and I like that because it feels more nuanced, but also like the way that they have him like apologize to Bucky and he's like, for what it's worth, I am sorry for what I for like the role I played in in using you, but like it's what I had to do and you know, yeah. like I'd do it again, but genuinely it was nothing personal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um that is cool. Like that's a different kind of character, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, Kurt Busiek, uh, um, who yeah, I don't think he invented um, Zemo, but I think he he refined him with the Thunderbolts. Was very complimentary about the um, the portrayal of Zemo in this, uh, and I agree with him. I, f- I felt like movie Zemo is fine, but TV Zemo is great. This is Zemo. Uh, he's a he's a great addition to this this cast yeah so apparently baron zemo is created by stan lee and jack kirby first seen in a flashback in the avengers number four. Oh, imagine that. damn wow yeah so he's an og um but yeah yeah i and i agree with you because like i thought he was fine in the movies like i liked again that they made him dynamic and like sympathetic and you know uh he felt like a, a villain with depth even though he didn't really get much to do um I love that we're getting to go back to that well now and see a little bit more of him, get more mm-hmm. of his personality, get him in different kinds of situations. Because, like, uh, when they have that moment in the lab, right, where he goes rogue and then they think he bailed on them or whatever, I thought he did too. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. I, I literally said out loud, I was like, oh, that didn't take long. There's only one episode yeah. and he already fucking yep. bailed and now he's going to be a, you know, a wild card in the story. And then when he f- swerves... And then actually comes back and helps them. I was like, "Oh, all right, yeah." Like I, he, I like that he's a character that I can't predict. You know, that then that scene made me think. All right, so like, what's his play like actually now? Because I, I at that point I thought it was just the the serum and everything. But for him to come back, I'm like, all right, he has to be getting at something else at this point. Well, I mean, I think I think it is though too that he like he the mission isn't done he genuinely wants this done and i think he realizes that them working together is the the optimal way to do that 
I think he'll definitely try to screw them over and escape at some point because he doesn't want to go back to jail. Um, but I think until then, I think he... This made me think he probably will cooperate. Yeah. I don't think... Well, I, I was going to say, I don't think he will go to jail, but I think the Thunderbolts is a very Suicide Squad-esque uh, team. I don't think he'll go back to jail. I think he's going to slip away from them at the end. There's going to be yeah. a moment where it's like, we can either stop them or we can catch Zemo, and Zemo's going to be like, bye. Yeah. You know, yeah. I played my role. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I'm good with that. Like, it's predictable, yeah. but I'm happy to have him back on the board. He's Yeah, he's earned it. <laughs> he's a great villain, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I, I did think it was funny how, like, and I, it was messy, like, but uh, I, I did think it was funny, like, how he, like, just kept, like, like offering commentary that was surprising, you know? Like, it, they weren't all equal, I don't think, but, like, uh, <laughs> just, like, where he just, like, hits them with, like, you know, things that you don't expect a villain to say, right? Where he has, like, something to say about Marvin Gaye, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, just, like, was that's kind of funny, yeah. Like, it, it, it gives it, him it, more personality. And it, it sort of disrupts what we have with Sam and Bucky in a really refreshing way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because they're, like, back and forth and back and forth, and he can side with somebody, you know? And uh, Yeah, and it doesn't matter who. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. It's, it's, a, it's a welcome addition of the cast, for sure. Uh, yeah. And it, it's... I think it's exciting, because, you know, we've talked a lot about how Marvel uh, kind of does that a lot. They set up a villain and then they kind of die or they 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 get, you know, they get written out however they need to get written out. Um, I like the idea of having villains that have legacy and that keep coming back, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a real core comic book thing that I feel like the MCU is lacking. Does he have Loki heat? I don't know that he does yet, but I think he could. Because hmm. Loki had like, you know, especially in the you know, Gen 1 days, right? Like he was the guy he had the hot hand yeah. and everybody fucking yeah. loved him um i don't think he's on that level but i think if we get a lot of development with him in this movie or i'm sorry in this series and then he gets featured in in an avengers again or something like that where he is like a big bad or you know even an anti-villain anti-hero type figure maybe um i could see people getting behind him and rooting for him hmm. it's got fashion when they had, they were walking up to the plane, and he's got like that long ass coat, and he's like, uh, "I'm a Baron." <laughs> it's like, yep. yeah, man, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the action again because Marco, you brought that up that you you felt like the action has been has been good and been pretty well paced. Um, mm -hmm. I I remember feeling like this episode was the episode where I liked the action the most. Um, I liked that it was a little more to the ground. Like I thought the the kind of fight in the shipping yard and everything, like that was pretty cool. Like getting to see um some of those shots uh where Sharon's taking out the assassins and she like throws the knife and you know like does that like crazy arm grab and breaks the dude's arm and you know like there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of good like practical stuff um which is cool. It was cool, but it felt very unnecessary. Yeah. Like, she knew where they were. Why didn't she just get in the crate? <laughs> she got to take them out, man. Why? They're getting chased. They can just wait. But somebody blew up the crate. Well, afterward, yeah. 
You're clearing the pathway, man, you know? I'll give it to you, though. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever, though, right? Like, that's... Action's action. Action's fun. I, I, I think that... I don't know that this is my favorite, necessarily, but I think it's been all pretty... It's been pretty fun. So I, I had no complaints. Um, and definitely, I think Sharon kicks ass. Is she supposed to become a hero, right? Like, she's... No, she's just, um, like, a shield agent. I think so. Oh, is she? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then... Uh, but yeah, a high-ranking um, one, but <laughs> for sure. But it's it's fun. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like that's been something that's been interesting to see how they've paced that stuff out because obviously in Wandavision it was like very end loaded, right? Like all the action happens at the end. Um, whereas this has kind of had a set piece every episode. Um, that's been kind of nice. It's refreshing. So. <clears throat> In terms of uh, kind of where we're going next, um, this this episode we didn't really spend a lot of time with with John Walker, the new Cap, um, and Ben Battlestar. Uh, Battlestar, what a fucking terrible name! What a name, right? Yeah, Battlestar. That's his original name too. That's it not is. an MCU thing. No, is like, it really? That's the yeah. yeah. He was like the fifth Bucky or something like that. I don't know. Damn, um, Battlestar. Yeah, but. Uh, Unfortunate. I, I'm very interested to see where that character is going to go and kind of his development into you know U.S. agent and you know the character we know in the comics. Um, because like I think this episode, like last episode, kind of hinted at a more villainous side. This one definitely again kind of like jumped the shark a little bit. It's like very like okay, you were subtly telling me he's a bad guy and now he's threatening people and do you know who I am? You know, all that kind of shit. And it's like, all right, we can see where this is going. I I would have liked it better if you kind of saw more of the pressure on him because as of right now, it just kind of feels like he's he's turning into a bad guy, but for no real good reason. He's just like, oh, he's just been a shitty person. Yeah. Um, But had you given me like, oh, the weight of him needing to live up to this thing that he can't fully he can't fully reach the level that cap was there's just too much riding on him and that's a much more compelling story yeah and he's just being a shitty like he's just being a dick and that's gonna be his character or he just is a dick sure you know because yeah. like in the the first episode i remember we talked about it where it was like there's kind of this or not the first episode the first episode he appears um there's kind of this question of if he's a dick Mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's like the first portrayal of him right it's like oh like here he is with his high school sweetheart and you know uh the guy who's his right hand man is his best friend and like you know he seems like he's like a a, a nice guy right like and yeah. maybe not the best guy maybe not a great guy but like a like a decent person you know who has generally altruistic goals mm-hmm. um and now it's like he's already a, a douchebag yeah, and like I, I agree with you that it would have been way more interesting to be like he is actually a, a decent person, but he cracks under the pressure, right? Yeah. Or yeah. or whatever. But the fact that it's like they they raise that question just to immediately kind of be like, ah, oh, no, he's an asshole. Don't worry, he's a villain. It's like okay, <laughs> all right, fine, like, whatever. It's just it's just another example of a character who could be more compelling and just isn't. Yep. So, in terms of kind of where we go from here, um, I don't know where where are you guys at? Like, where do you where do you feel like we're headed right now? Uh, they're gonna steal the shield. 
You think that's the next episode, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Bucky straight up says that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I guess my question is, because, like, the end of the the episode, right, is, like, John has this line where he's like, oh, we got to bet on someone who's got a better hand or whatever, right? And they're they're going off the grid now and, and going to do, you know, whatever they're going to do. So, like, I feel like it makes sense that they're on a collision course. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's going to happen that quickly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's only six episodes. Really? Oh, halfway through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought it was. be episode four. I thought it was eight. Okay. Yeah. I don't think so. I'll check. No, it's six because it's uh, WandaVision was eight, and these are all an hour each. Oh, about, okay. True, true. That makes sense. I, uh, I sort of think that they're like, because they're heading over to what I presume is um, Carly's mom. Or it is or it is her mom. Um, that they're going to go clash there first, see sort of what's up, and finally get to like see face to face who these people are. Uh, maybe some recon stuff, but that's sort of like the where I think the next chapter is going to be. And then I feel like what's his face, New Cap, is going to come in and be like, oh, we got this under control and fuck shit up. And then that's going to be that conflict. Yeah, I think that probably makes sense, especially if we are halfway through. I thought we had eight. Um, I did just confirm, yeah, Kale's totally correct. So we are, we're halfway through here now. Um, which does, honestly, that colors my opinion a little bit. More. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm kind of like, mm, halfway through, I feel like we should... Be farther. Yeah. Yes. And that some of this stuff should be better established. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, they are doing a lot. Yeah. Uh, your opinion of it, you know, may vary, but they, I mean, they are doing quite a bit. Yeah, it's not to say that nothing's happening. I just feel like, I don't know. I, fe- I feel like, it, I feel like I can anticipate a rushed conclusion, which is insane because it's six hours. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. You I, know, I, I, I think it's going to depend on what, what they do for the conclusion. Like, I, I can't yeah. imagine this terrorist group being the final fight, you know, like, I think, I think we're looking at Sam and US agent having it out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. That that's probably going to be the last episode. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but you know, we've got three more to go. Uh, I just checked it. The last one is it's the last week of April. So yeah, we will be done by the end of the month here. Damn. Last scene, Bucky meets someone from Wakanda. Yeah, so that that was very surprising. Um, yeah. And I'm very, very interested to see how that factors in because obviously, like, we've talked a lot about Wakanda in the show. Like, it's come up a good amount. Um, I didn't expect it to come up in this tangible a way. And um, if you guys didn't catch it, um, that is uh, – I have the character's name right here. Is it Koye? Oh, is it Oye? I think, I think no, it's Ao. No, it's not. I didn't think so. Yeah, this is Ao. Okay. So um, she was kind of like um, – you just said her name. Uh, Denai Guerrero's character. Okoye. Okoye. It, it was like her – like the person underneath her. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the, her her right hand man. Yeah. To her being T'Challa's right hand man. Exactly. And okay, like right. I, there were there's like a few scenes where like 
her like two or three best warriors are like with her and it's like she's one of them okay right um there what are they called they're in um the uh coats run yeah yeah the uh, feature very prominently the dora melage i forget something like that yes yeah well done yeah well done um but yeah uh and obviously she she shows up that's a huge thing in and of itself right um but you know bucky splits off from zemo and sam because he's suspicious goes around and collects a bunch of the the wakandan the beads fucking marbles yeah yeah yeah, that's right the beads (laughs) the bead tech yeah yeah um and you know like confronts her basically and she says that she's here for zemo so fair enough see ya that's also gonna be obviously something that's gonna have to come to a head in the next episode but i'm interested to see how that plays out right because it's like clearly you know she's not gonna care about what they're doing right like wakanda wants to take him back and have him see justice for murdering their king. Um, yeah. And he was in a German prison. So, obviously, that's going to be her paramount goal. So, like, are they going to fight her? Are they going to create a conflict with Wakanda here? No. I think what will happen is Bucky will leverage his his time and relationship with Wakanda mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get the shield from John Walker. Because, like, you got to think of you know, their their level of stealth. And that coupled with his, it's it, that's a guarantee. They go and get that shield. And uh, he'll say, uh, you help me get the shield, take Zemo. Mm. Yeah, she yeah. joins the Suicide Squad, as it were. So you think you think AO helps them next episode to take back the shield? Yep. Well, I think I think she helps Bucky. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I don't know if Sam will necessarily go along with it, but Bucky will absolutely. Also worth pointing out, um, they announced during that last big announcement of Marvel shows, right? They had announced a bunch of new Disney Plus shows. One of them was, I believe, called World of Wakanda, but it was a show about Wakanda specifically. So could definitely be perhaps a, a kind of... You know, lead in. yeah, lead in jumping pilot. off point yeah. at least. You know, like give us contextualization for Io as a character who isn't Denai Guerrero's sidekick. You know, right? Um, and right. maybe she's the lead of the the World of Wakanda show, or or what have you. Um, or you know, they're kind of building her up in the same way that we saw them build up Monica Rambeau in the background of WandaVision, so that she can step into the forefront in a, in her own series at some point. You know, or as part of the the Nick Fury shit verse yeah so i like that i think that's cool um i i really dig that this this series kind of feels a little bit more interested in in talking about like the mcu as a whole and like it makes the universe feel a little bit um smaller but in a good way i think Mm. like it's a natural i'm sorry marco it's more connected yeah yeah like it's natural right that like Wakanda would send somebody to collect Zemo if the opportunity presented itself. And that feels like a thing that would happen in the comics, but wouldn't necessarily happen in a movie. Um, and it's cool that it feels like this series is going there. Because they did the same thing in like the first episode, right? Like Don Cheadle's there to be yeah. to be Rhodey. And it's like, yep. that feels like a place Rhodey should be, but not a place that they would necessarily bother to get Don Cheadle to make a cameo in a movie or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? 
Uh, so that is really cool. And and I feel like that's been one of the big benefits of, of the, the serialized format is, like, giving the world a little bit room of room to breathe and, you know, allowing um, allowing us to get more time with characters that we wouldn't necessarily ever spend time with in a significant way. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, for as many criticisms as I have for the show, uh, I am enjoying it, and I'm excited to see where it goes next. Yeah, for sure, especially with everything that's been going on uh, with, um, like, the new focus for this, like, terrorist group. At least for me, that, that's interesting. So, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It is cool. So, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the ride. Still interested to see where it plays out, um, even though I, I suspect it's going to disappoint me in a few ways. Um, <laughs> not enough to, to make me want off the ride. So uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of We Watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Winter Falcon. Winter oh. Falcon. Uh, if you want to let us know what you thought of episode three uh, or, you know, what you think is going to go on in episode four, um, we do have, you know, the looming threat of the Shadow Broker as well. Lots of stuff going on. Power um, Broker. Power Broker, right. Sorry. Uh, Shadow Brokers from Mass Effect. Um, let us know. Write into us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Come join our Discord. We have a TV party channel where we are there uh, having spoilerful black, discussions. Black bar conversation. Yeah, black bars all around. So it's easy to avoid spoilers. But uh, if you want to come and chat about everything that's going on, or, um, or if you want to go check out our sister series, we watch Invincible, where we've been watching every episode of uh, Invincible over on Amazon Prime, having similar conversations, you can go check that out. Uh, and of course, if this is your first time with us, uh, we are the Comics Pals, and we have a ton of great comic book content. We do comic book reviews every week. We have a weekly podcast called the Comics Pals, where we talk about everything going on in the you know news of comics and you know the associated world. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep up with all that stuff and get some more of us, I hope you'll go subscribe and check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but with that, we've been the Comics Pals, and we'll, ch- we'll catch you next week for another episode of We Watched Winter Falcon. Bam. When are we going to do that fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs>